Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, welcome back to According To. I'm Megan. And I'm Sierra. This week we are going to be doing an advice episode. Yeah, I think it's been a while since we've done one. And honestly, going into these next two weeks of like essentially finals for both weeks, I was like, we need an idea. And I was like, it was midnight last night. Sierra's asleep on the couch and I knew we needed to record the next day after a full day of studying. So I was like, does anyone need advice on anything? Mm-hmm. I'll try and help you out. Helps me take my mind off of my own current problems and just work on your guys' issues. Exactly. Um, um, before we jump into the episode, thinking. we're just going to chat about our weekend so far. Anything else that well, we, comes we to Spotlight's mind. probably kind of included in that. You keep forgetting them. I didn't forget about it. I just thought we could chat about our weekend first. But if your weekend is your weekly spotlight. I mean, what's your weekly spotlight? I hadn't even thought of it yet. <laughs> okay, so maybe you did forget. I didn't. I just hadn't thought of it. Um, my weekly spotlight ties into this weekend, so that's why I'm bringing mine up now. I feel like I had a really good Friday. We had a great clinical. Megan and I were actually at the yeah, same we place. we talk about that. Actually, also, you guys really said you liked our last episode, which was good, where we talked a lot about PT stuff, and I was just like, I don't know if that's, like, it's niche, it's more niche than, like, obviously the rest of our podcast, because you either are just interested enough to listen because you like us, or... You're like, eh, not for me. And, like, honestly, I get that if that's the case for mm -hmm. some of our listeners because, you know, it's not really what most of our episodes are about. Yeah. But since it's an area we can help out in, I figure sometimes we should do that. Yeah. Um, But we actually had it together, which was a first because um, I guess I don't know why. It's just we had the same clinic that we were going to. And it was in Muscatine. And Muscatine is, like, a 50-minute drive and this place was a 7 to 3.40. And so we had to get up at like 5.30, which was really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so tired in the morning. And I like set my alarm for 5.30. And like I really set it as late as possible. Like I just, I really didn't have time to like hit snooze, which I would have loved to do. So like my alarm went off and I was just like, oh my God, I actually have to get up right now. Like there is no other choice. But we did make it there. Got there on time. And... I actually feel like it was the best clinical that we could have had for our last clinical because I think that this is the location that gave us as students the most autonomy, it felt like. Um, they gave us like a lot of opportunities to document, which I feel like none of my other clinicals had really given me that at all. Which, in the moment, do I care? No. I don't really love documenting. So in a, in a perfect world, I'm like, oh, the, fewer, or like, the least amount of documenting I have to do, the better. Yeah. But in reality, you I have to, to learn, learn how to document. And like... We've learned how to document in classes, but it's not the same as just, like, actually practicing and writing, uh, like, the different notes. Like, for real patients. Yeah. For real patients. Like, you just saw them. Now, what are you going to write down? What's applicable? Stuff like that. And also, like, just even usually each place is going to have their own program that they work through. So, you're going to have to relearn it pretty much anywhere you go. But, like, this system was pretty Mm -hmm. user-friendly when we got acquainted to it. And they actually had us working with a third-year student um 
it wasn't an Iowa student, but she was there for a short clinical and it was actually her last day, but it was kind of nice that we were working under her, at least in the beginning of the day, just because like she was kind of the bridge between like the other PTs there, but also like where we were at as like first year mm-hmm. students. And she was just so like understanding of like, she's like, I know exactly where you guys yeah. are at and that what you're really feeling nice. and um, stuff like that. And so also something that was unique that they did was there was kind of some times where we wouldn't be like working directly with a patient and like a good chunk of the time, you know, let's say the third year student, she was working with the patient, which we were with her in the beginning to start our day. And then it was like, okay, you guys, like me and Sierra, take this laptop and go write this part of the note and then bring it back to me and we'll like talk through it. We actually did pretty good, I think. Um, I'm getting I think better at them. Something I really liked was that kind of at the end of the day, we had to do like two different notes. And so we showed our second note to the actual clinical instructor. So like the actual PT, not just the uh, third year student. And I really appreciated the fact that she was like, you guys are going to like write notes how you're going to write notes. And I don't want you to like just write it how yeah. I would write it. I, I feel that like good in the past, other like clinical notes that I've done, people would be like, oh, like I maybe have put like this or something. And it's like what you're doing is Or like, like you say the same thing, but then like I would maybe word it like this. And it's like, eh. Okay, well, I worded it like this. So Yeah, it was nice to hear that. And I appreciated that. And I was also going to mention what was nice was that the like early morning we were mostly doing like it was an initial eval. And so we did like a subjective. We did okay with that. Um, And then like some measurements and like that aspect of the clinical note. But then later in the day uh, we were more involved in like the exercise prescription and running through a home exercise program. And then we were coming up with progressive exercises like from where she was at. And so then for us documenting that then it was like okay now we'll put exercises in so it mm-hmm. was like a different part of the um note and like we were obviously like we could see what she had done from like past stuff so we were kind of confused in terms of like how do we word this in a way where it makes sense for what she was saying yeah. it was basically like a chart type situation where it's like name of it and patient position. patient position but some of it like it doesn't apply for every single thing that you're doing it with but then we realized actually that there was different categories for the exercises you guys probably don't care like that doesn't mean anything to you but just a little mix up but honestly like they didn't teach us how to use the software that much so yeah we did pretty good I think and usually like at the end of all of our clinicals we have to do a form like that kind of like says like how we think we did and like our thoughts on the clinical side and stuff and I feel like this one was like the one where I was submitting I was like I was doing like everything that I wanted me to do whereas like sometimes at other locations it's been like oh I didn't really like document that much or like I didn't take a subjective history for this one but this one I was like I did all this and then also, like, towards the end of the day, there was, like, an interesting patient who, I mean, obviously, like, I couldn't come up with anything. Like, I'm not that sn- smart. But, like, we were um, with another therapist that, like, we were only with her for this patient. But, like, they wanted us to look at the patient because it was, like, more an unique of a case. And kind of just, like, if anyone has any thoughts, then, like, share, please. So it was this guy who had just had a um, total, total knee replacement. And he kept having like obviously total knee replacement biggest thing you're trying to do is get range of motion back and increase um how much you can bend your leg and he was working on it like it was getting better but he was two weeks post-op and it would get to this point where like when she'd push it back um he would get like this shooting pain and it's not just like normal pain where like where your scars on the front of your knee you're going to feel that stretching like that's the pain and like discomfort that they expect but this was like nerve pain he kept pointing to like where your like fibular nerve is and so she was like, I really think it's like something to do with that. And they figured out if she applied a certain force, then that would kind of help it. Um, and then, but he just went to the doctor because he was like, let, they had like a checkup 
or checkup and she was like could you discuss this and like see what he says and we'll talk about it at your next PT session which is the one that we were with and the doctor thought it was like scar tissue around the nerve but she was like that doesn't really make sense for me I think that like the nerve is in like the area where it's just like she wouldn't necessarily be able to do anything to fix it but like she was treating him we were you know, mostly, like, she was like, do you guys have any ideas? And I was like, um, no, but what you're saying, I yeah. think it makes sense. And then the other PT, like, there's another PT that, like, didn't have a patient. He was trying to, like, look stuff up or see, so, like, suggest anything he could. But I don't know. It was just interesting at least to, like, see that and, like, have my thinking cap on. Yeah. Left that one. Uh, not really giving any uh, of my own thoughts, but I was like, I think it's the nerve. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it was just, like, it was a good experience because... The next clinicals that we have are our six-week ones where I don't know how fast we're going to get, like, thrown in. I don't know the level of responsibility they're going to give to us, but I'm sure it's going to be more than what we've been doing at our clinical sites. And so I think Especially since we'll have, like, an extended period of time they're going to get to be there. We'll get to know a lot of the PTs and the patients, and I feel like that alone will give us more autonomy Mm -hmm. because, like, they'll be like, oh, like, you know, like, how this person's been doing. You can you know, have some more freedom with what you're I doing. I honestly am like, I need to work on like exercise prescription. Well, that's, that's the thing, thing where I'm like, it just doesn't come naturally to me right now. Though, um, like earlier this semester and someone who was an Iowa grad was saying how like, cause they're like therapeutic exercise is a class that we have, but it's our last semester that we have it. And so she was saying like, she wishes that she would have had that class sooner because you know, that's like one of our biggest things that we need to do. Yeah. And like, we're asked about it in the clinic and like, you can come up with stuff, but like, it's not off the top of my head. Like, it takes a minute for me Especially to figure out what to think of. It's doing. not just like, oh, like I exercise my quads by doing this. Like, like you, you have, have to think like, about what works best sometimes. for that patient too. Like, are there any other, you know, things with their body mechanics where that wouldn't work great? You know, like a little thing like, okay, let's say you were trying to work quads. You could do that with like a mini squat or you could do that with knee extension. And like you might consider doing a mini squat or like a mini squat would make it so that, I don't know, I'm not going to explain like the kinesiology behind it but like we've talked about this stuff in kinesiology classes and you know maybe you don't want to do that like one thing because you're going to increase like patellofemoral pain and that's not going to be helpful for the patient if that's something that's painful for them so it's not just like oh quads do squats it's like well what pain are they having and like how would that affect their pain what's the like where can we get like the best of both worlds yeah so but it was good it really did make me think a lot and like did i have the answers all the time right off the top of my head no but we did have some good exercises. Like, yeah. there was one that we were working with, um, an older lady who, like, we needed to do some, like, balance training. And so we did, like, some ball tossing exercises. We had her stand on, like, a blue foam pad. And the PT was like, okay, those work. So I was we like, We also good. got to help um, a woman with cerebral palsy walk, like, six steps. All right. So we just took a quick break because her dad called us. So hopefully we are jumping back. I think that we're progressing. Track. Like, we kind of hopefully finished talking about talking about clinicals. I think we did for the most part. I don't really have anything else to add. Um, So then that was good. We got done at 3.40, which was just nice because I've only had like, that was my second clinical where I actually got done earlier. And obviously we still had like our 50 minute drive back, but I was just happy to be done a little bit earlier in the day. And then we were going to go to a like wood fired pizza place with outdoor dining. But when we got there, they were limited and didn't have seats open so we were like okay never mind pause though because when we got back i was just absolutely wiped same like i had to take a fat cat nap i was so tired and then i was like i gave myself a 10 minute nap because i was still like 
no, we need to like get ready to go to dinner because that was what I was looking forward to all day. And I was like, don't let the sleep yeah. overtake you. Even though I was so tired, like I literally could have just been like, no, I think I'll just sleep for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got up and I was like, got awake again. And Sierra was kind of like a little bit drowsier than me. And she was just like, I don't know if I can do it. And I was like, get up. And then Haley called right before we were getting ready to get ready to leave. And she was like asking if you're doing anything. And I was just like, well, we're just going to go to dinner. Then she's like, well, you should come and we'll do a bonfire. And so we're like, okay, we'll go to dinner and then go to Cedar Rapids. So we packed stuff up just to go straight there. And then we just ended up going there directly because the pizza place was full. But I was craving a wood-fired wood-fired pizza. pizza. And so I just looked up um, options in Cedar Rapids because I was like, they have to have something. And um, we found something. It was pretty good. We just, like, ordered it to go, and we picked it up, and then we went to um, Haley and Ashton's house, and we just chatted outside. They have a really nice outside little patio, so they have, like, little lights that they have strung over it, and they have a bonfire, but, like, obviously, when we first got there, it wasn't, like, they had the fire going, I think, actually, but it wasn't. It wasn't really raging. Like, we weren't sitting around the bonfire. And then they got s'more stuff at our our request. Made oh, a good. I haven't had a s'mores in know. a while. Like, honestly, we don't really do bonfires at the lake that much anymore, I feel like. It honestly so. makes me mad, but, like, I don't, I'm not good at starting fires, so it's, like, we've tried. Remember, like, when last summer it was you, me, Maggie, and uh, Sam, we tried to we start a so fire, bad. and we were like, yeah. what is going on? So I need, like, other people to start fires for me, but then I get sad because no one else wants to start them. So that was good, and then it was, like, midnight, and I was kind of, like, I was telling myself when Haley called, I was, like, on my to-do list for Friday night when I didn't know we were going to Hilly's, like, I needed to edit videos because they needed to be ready to go for TC2 and Sierra had to edit a Megan and Sierra video to go up the next day. And so I was like, I'll bring my laptop and I might need to, like, edit while I'm at your house, too. We didn't start editing until, like, 1030. 10.30 anyways. And then keep in mind this whole weekend is, like, I knew I'd have to study a lot this weekend. So I was like, you know, I need to wake up at a decent time tomorrow to, like, start studying, hopefully. And Haley was like, I finished editing for, like, I did a rough cut video and, like, edited 99% of it and was done around midnight. And then Haley was, like, falling asleep on the floor. And then she was like, you guys could, like, sleep here if you wanted to. And it sounded nice, but I was also, like, I wasn't too tired. And I was just like, I really would like to sleep yeah, in my I was own like, bed. sleeping in my bed sounds much nicer. And just, like, I felt gross anyways just because, yeah. like, I didn't have any, like, I even kind of woke up feeling gross the next morning. I didn't. Maybe because my allergy medicine, I'm have my claritin d right now so i have like my worst one and maybe it just couldn't do the job so. i just know like it's the vibe of like when you spend the night at someone's house you're you always wake up the next morning being like uh this is gross. so i could only imagine waking up feeling probably even grosser if i would have stayed at Haley's house Haley, nothing against your house i'm literally just saying like how i feel whenever with, i spend the night at someone's house with most sleepovers and also like my allergy medicine i wouldn't have even had at your house so rest in peace to me is how that would have gone and I also wouldn't have had a toothbrush, like, you know, all of that. It just felt good coming back and being like, I brushed my teeth, I, like, you know, clean myself That's off, That's the one good clothes, thing is, like, because I feel like recently night. we've had a couple times where we've just, like, been at Hilly's pretty late, and then we come back here, and, like, I just kind of am, like, it's perfect because I'm not busy, like, just procrastinating my time in bed before getting ready for bed, so I just, like, come back to our apartment, get ready for bed, and then I'm in bed, and I'm like, wow, that's, like, the same as what I normally do. Mm-hmm. And so... Then, um, the next morning I didn't wake up until like nine and I was still tired, but I was like, I need to get up. And so then I started studying around 10 and, you know, I studied a good chunk of my Saturday. 
we did this whole weekend like about 12 hours of studying so i think that's pretty good (laughs) i like to think it's pretty good what i would love to do is to create a form for all of my classmates to say how much they're studying during the weekend just so that i could like feel better you know for not studying as much you know like i would love to like dumb down my studying time decrease it and be like it's what everyone else is doing so yeah it's fine but it is what it is and i I feel obligated to study this much and i don't know why I take breaks and made it work, and so I feel like I wasn't, like, too... Like, I didn't feel like the only thing I did was study this weekend. I found some other things to do, and that's why Friday night I was like, that's the best night for us to have done anything. So I was like, okay, we'll do that. And I didn't do any studying on Friday night. And, you know, just that's how it is. You know, we're going into two weeks of finals. What can you expect? So you've got to study a little bit. And so, yeah, we have two... One exam tomorrow and then one performance exam, which is pass-fail technically, so should be fine for that but yeah I haven't determined yet because our first exam is at 8 a.m so I haven't decided like am I waking up early for that am I not it's 9 10 right now it's 9 10 we have to finish the podcast and I have to get ready for bed and then was there anything else I needed to do like, like tonight, I was supposed tonight? to like leisurely study but like it's not looking like I'm gonna do that I'm gonna get up at like 5 30 or something tomorrow yeah so but I'm overall feeling like you know the test will be fine tomorrow yeah we'll do it it'll be good and so that's kind of where our weekend was at, but and can't complain. this week, we're recording our last week in our life as uh, first-year yeah. PT students. Isn't that crazy, you guys? If you've been with us, like, since undergrad especially, or maybe even high school, because, you know, we it's reasonable to think that we have followers for that long. Like, how crazy. And technically, I don't know if we're, like, DPT1, DPT2. No, I looked at the schedule. It is DPT2 oh. at the summer. Okay. Session. Some of our professors have been calling us, like, DPT1 and a half because... And by some, I mean, like, one professor. <laughs> we got one email where one professor called us No, DPT she sent two emails, I think. Oh. Anyways, but it's because, like, we're kind of in, like, their errors. Like, they now have, like, at least the incoming class where they're still communicating with them. So, it's, like, anyways. um, Crazy. Like, we're officially going to be done. Like, DPT1, no longer. Yeah. And we will be DPT2s. And there will be other people below us eventually. We're not going to meet them that is so for wild. a while. Because... Obviously, once they start the actual program, we're all on our clinicals, so we'll see them at come August, but sorry if you heard my ankles crack, I needed to do that. I think these microphones actually, we were pretty impressed with how well they handle, like, extra noise, so if you didn't hear that at all, then perfect. Um, so yeah, that's the situation. I think, actually, we haven't mentioned this to you guys, but we've been dying to know our summer schedule when we didn't tell anyone, did we? I can't remember if we brought this up. So if we did, like, you should just, like, say it quickly. Yeah, because now I'm, like, not sure. Basically, we have a three-day weekend every single uh, week of summer that we have classes, which is phenomenal, and I am so excited for that. And, yeah, otherwise for classes, we're only usually there from, like, 9 to 12 for most days. I'm so excited to, like, not have to pack a lunch for most of the days. Mm Mm-hmm. It'll be good, I hope. We only have three classes over the summer, so... Hopefully that's good stuff. All right, now into the meat and potatoes of this episode. The advice you've all been waiting for. We asked you guys to ask us for advice on our Instagram at according to. Feel free to follow that account so you can be involved in future episodes or just to get updates on this podcast in general. All right, Megan, I'm starting at the top. You're starting at the bottom. I will go first. This was actually perfect because we were just talking about this today. Someone said, 
how to get into a relationship without getting or without going on a dating app. So funny you ask that. It really is uncanny timing. So Sierra, we were walking to get ice cream and we were kind of talking about this on the way to go get ice cream and maybe a little bit on the way back. But um, we were chatting and I think, you know, a while ago we've said like we've been on dating apps before, but like for a while now we've both been like just not interested in being on dating apps. So it's just not been what we've been doing. And so I'm still in the mindset where like, I don't want to get back on a dating app. I'm not going to say never will I ever get back on <laughs> never dating will I ever. but I just don't feel like doing that right now. And I don't think Sierra does either. We'll see though. <laughs> you're not saying anything well it's because you're talking so I guess my mindset is I don't even know like how I originally thought it was but like every once in a while I end up on like my you know 2021 goals and resolutions were you know about 25% of the way through the year and so I like to keep track of to what be I fair, to do we just recently got fully vaccinated I know and that's why like now I'm kind of in the mindset where it's like that was like a barrier and so I was like oh I can't like worry about dating right now I'm like I'm not fully vaccinated and now that I am and, like, seemingly most people who want to get vaccinated, hopefully, like, whoever I'm going to right. date with is vaccinated. That's, like, criteria <laughs> number one. Um, I'll be like, are you vaccinated? Um, but, like, now that's not a barrier, it's like, okay, I guess I can, like, start kind of thinking about how I want to go about going on dates. And so that's what we were talking about on our walk. And boy, oh, boy, were we – we're going to try and give advice, though. Like, hopefully we can talk through what we think would be But also not like this is – we need advice for this, too, basically. That's what we're saying. But it's fun to talk about. Well, yeah. Because here's the thing. I have so little, I feel like, experience just with, like, going out. Like, that's what people do in college. Like, they go out and, like, that's a good way to meet anyone. Like, meet people, meet friends, um, stuff like that. And I lack so much experience just in that area alone because I'm, like, um, I was always, like, super scared of just, like, well, honestly, I, like, didn't desire to do that in college. But also, like, super high fear of, like, getting involved or getting in underage I wasn't even gonna plan on drinking but like you're not allowed to be in the bars past 10 like getting in trouble at all scares me so very so much. afraid of authority so I was like absolutely not and then me and Sierra were each other's only friends in undergrad so you think <laughs> that the two of us were confident enough to just go figure that out on our own no, no. we weren't and maybe we could have asked Haley but again like I didn't care like I was just like I feel like I would just be doing it to do it and maybe that would have been a good thing, but, like, would it have been just to do it just because then you can say, like, oh, I went out? So and all of that to say, Megan and I are not, like, very good at inserting ourselves in, like, places where people go, like, to socialize in that sense. So we were, like, how do you meet Because then we were, like, if we then, let's say still, because no dating apps, so you have to still, like, you have to go somewhere. There has to be, like, a place or somewhere where you are meeting people or around other people and so let's say that's a restaurant or something or I could get I could be at a bar you know during the day too that would be more my vibe you know a day bar moment (laughs) yes day drinking but with a coke and so then we were like talking and Sierra and I were like okay well both of us would never probably go approach someone else first yeah that's what I know that's what I was thinking like the beauty of this idea is that this whole plan relies on like someone coming and talking to me and that has never happened like in my life so why would that happen now? <laughs> that has happened when we had our stalker at the gym loved that hated that <laughs> and so then it kind of is like okay well here's a couple things with that advice would be 
if you are confident enough to like go do that and like like talk grab to a couple girlfriends like, go do that and like go out with like just then like, also the, hanging out with the you guys in your hands and honestly i do think most guys would reciprocate pretty well if they're single and if they'd be interested if they're taken then obviously not but like most guys would probably like that someone came and approached them and in theory i would say like <laughs> girls would like that too but then i'm like i am always like okay i would love the power to be in my hands as much as possible but here i am saying that i wouldn't go approach someone that's on me i understand but then i'm like here's the thing i had like let's go back to the gym example guy i did have someone approach me was not interested whatsoever also good on us because that guy was a freaking stalker so red flags going off good for us for like not being interested but you know what i mean where it's kind of like what if someone does that and does come up to you and you're just like not reciprocating at all like you have to have like you have to imagine like that the perfect person is going to come up and i'm just like too many stars would have to align for that to happen Mm -hmm. so then i'm like well if that's not the situation then what and then also where else do you meet people we're saying like ideal you have someone come and talk to you but like that sounds like also so terrifying for me because i'm just like i don't know what to say and in that scenario again i'm someone that like i think 500 steps ahead so i'm like then there's so many things that you have to know about them that you're not gonna know right away but like as soon as you know them could be like a deal breaker yeah and it's like okay done waste of time (laughs) and it's just like oh so aggravating where i will say that's the one pro of some dating apps that you can like yeah kind of sort that well i was telling megan when we're like on our walk today i was like if i do go back on a dating app i'd probably try out hinge just because there's so many i think bumble has different settings too but like we said i don't want to be the first one to like talk so that's out but like they have different settings you can like kind of make things like deal breakers or like things that you prefer and so like that would be nice (laughs) just like have like a little sorting system and then also like it gives me some sense of control you know what i mean yeah so i wish i had better advice but like Sierra has like three date goals for her. I know, and I was like, Megan, I, to, like, I only have that. one. And she I was, was like, I guess you could start this summer. And I'm like, that sounds scary. Like, so me and Sierra, like, we're gonna have to start doing something. And like, guys, I don't know what that means, but like, something like, soon. That's the other thing is like, if I were to like get on a dating app, like, the real world still exists, you know? So dating apps and like dating in real life, if that's what you call it, like, those aren't mutually exclusive. You can do both. And I think, like, I'd also just have to go into, like, the mindset of it being, like, this person does, like, literally not have to be your boyfriend. Like, I think I think 500 steps ahead. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, oh, but, like, no, it's not happening. And I just need well, to, like. Well, here's the thing. Would you, if you were to find, like, any sort of, like, red flag or maybe you're just talking about, like, you don't know the severity of it. But I'm, like, you wouldn't probably go on a second date. I know. But I'm saying, like, at the very least, going on first dates would be, like, good for me. Yeah. Like, in a social sense. Mm-hmm. And just, like, getting comfortable with, like, the idea of dating and, like, getting Maybe it to be, like, less scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I agree. Especially if you go into it being, like, this guy is, like, you know, checks all the boxes. Like, that's going to be, like, more intimidating. And, like, again, I'm not saying I would go on a date with a guy who, like, was someone that I don't see myself, like, you know, trying to date. But, like, but maybe I need to, like, make it, like, not, like, an end-all be-all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this guy, like, I don't have to go on a second date with him. It could just be, like, one date, see how it goes. At the very least, you, like you know meet someone new maybe improve your social improve my social skills a little bit and that's all i need to do or me and sierra have definitely hopped on the train of also like done with snapchat yeah no oh my god this is like really not even advice anymore but we'll just touch on this because we've determined like we're we're in it with you girl but i i liked the idea like especially like since it's like mostly been dating apps that i've talked to guys recently 
like i like the idea of snatch because i don't like love the idea of giving out my number but then like i'm also so and over snapchat also i don't use it kind of get like confirmation of like i don't really think catfishing is like that big of a problem anymore like if you kind of scope through their pictures maybe they have their instagram link yeah like stuff like that but it is of course good to like be like okay yeah this is the person i was talking to or like the person i'm assuming that i'm talking to but i also am like if you're meeting in a public place are they really about to show up not looking like what their profile looks like yeah but like the reason i hate snapchat so much is like one i don't use it anyway so like the only reason i'd be using it is like to talk to them and i also like, don't feel the need to talk to them all day it. like i don't want to talk to you all day like you're not fast especially if you don't know each other yeah. and then like it's also like the mind games of like oh they're like they haven't opened it yet like oh they open or they like read it and like they haven't like snapchatted me back like i just i hate it mm-hmm. so i feel like i'm just gonna give them my number at the worst i could block them <laughs> okay how do, do you have any advice on being happy alone slash, slash after a breakup or close friend leaving your life? I think being single my whole life. Um, Obviously, like, we've talked about, like, everyone goes in waves of, like, oh, like, you desire friends, you desire, like, a relationship. But I think that, like, when you become, like, truly comfortable with, like, just yourself, like, I know, like, my life and, like, how it would be if it was just me for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? And you're kind of not saying that's ideal. That. Like, it's not something you imagine or expect that to be like the rest of your life but you're also kind of like at the end of the day you have yourself yeah so i would say like when you get to a point where it's like you wake up and you can just like live your day knowing what you need to do and like things that you can do to like just make yourself happy yeah like that's when you're in a good spot like i think of i think oftentimes after like let's say a friend leaves your life or you break up with someone you think about like the like if you're not like super not even like unhappy with yourself but like if you're relying more on this person in a relationship aspect or a friendship component and then like when they leave it feels like part of like their role in your life has left too I feel like that's when what Sierra was saying in terms of being more of like a complete whole like you it's so cheesy but everyone's like when you are you know dating someone it shouldn't be two halves coming together it should be like two whole people coming mm-hmm. together and like and that's something that like i so desire in a relationship is like we'll be two completely separate people who just like you know come together to like hang out and like enjoy and so each other's company i think that what this could really be a useful thing is if you're kind of like and it's common if you experience this like loss of a person in your life like you're going to feel like there's like the emptiness i it's going to be natural it doesn't even necessarily mean that you're not comfortable with who you are as a person but i think that that's just like time to be mindful and reflective of that and say like this is going to take time like i'm going to be upset probably all i can do is try and like reinvest in myself and i would say like you're going to almost have to like fight the urge of like wanting to like rebound if it's like a breakup or to like try and like figure out what was like wrong with your friendship and like latch on to that i feel like you need to like actively resist those kinds of feelings because like you just need to accept that it's going to be like settle with yourself for a a little bit and say like let me purposefully figure this out on my own and not jump to like not jump to like person to person just to like fill this gap that you're inevitably going to fill Mm -hmm. or feel and like i think this will help you out like if you ever were to experience this in the future if you can do it once you can do it again and it might be easier, like, the second time around if that time were to come. Because then you can say, like, okay, I've been with myself before. I know, like, how to be content just doing the things that I want to and need to do. And then you just go back to that. So it's, like, things that you, like, have more time for because of, like, this lack of relationship, you can do those things again. You know, if you, like, have fun doing this certain thing, 
do more of that certain thing. If you like want to take more naps, you can do that. Like just focus on like small things that you always wanted to do because you didn't have enough time and now you have that time to do that. Yes. So that would be my advice. Someone asked for advice for applying for graduate school. There could be lots of grad schools you may be applying to. Um, so I'll kind of keep it a little bit general. I would say don't try to compare yourself to what other typical applications look like for whatever program you're applying to because all you have to work with is your own application. And then I'd also say try to find something that isn't necessarily like typical for applications they're going to see. And that could be a lot of things. But at the very least, I think when grad schools are looking through applications, they want to find something that's going to make them remember this specific application yeah, and not that it looks like every single other one. At the very best, a lot of them are probably just skimming everything in your application. And if they see like the same buzzwords that everyone uses, because like that is stuff that you like typically talk about, but they see like something that's like, oh, I haven't seen this word before. Like they're going to stop and like, you know, take time to read what you're actually writing if it's different. And so like make it you know, find something about you that is worthwhile and still, like, makes sense for whatever you're applying to. Yeah. And then as far as, like, just I would say the earlier the better that you can get your application done. First come, first serve. That's how some programs work. Any advice on feeling lost during undergrad? And this could be, like, I don't know if you mean lost in terms of major or lost in terms of just, like, feeling, like, left out or something. Like, away from home kind of vibes. So we'll kind of keep it general. I feel like during undergrad, I would never say I felt lost, but I felt like a mix of FOMO, but also like I just didn't want to be doing what everyone else was doing anyways. And I felt weird that I wasn't wanting to do what everyone else was doing. I also wasn't getting the opportunity to even probably do those things. But then I would also be like, do I even like what I even want to do these things? It was like this weird mind game. There have been many times in my life where I was just like thinking to myself, I wish that I was just like everyone else. I mean that in like literally like not a condescending way at all like I wish like there's times where I like wish like why didn't I just like you know drink underage like everyone else did and, like you know no one had a problem with it or like just stuff like that where it's like no one seems to like think twice about it I feel like what I envy is the like careless attitude where I probably wouldn't take it to like an extreme but like to have a little bit of a careless attitude would probably be a good thing yeah that's and kind of what I'm getting at with that but just like it seems like you know x percent of like the population like it just seems like the majority is like doing all these things and i'm just like why don't i ever like like i can't ever get past like you know being scared of like getting in trouble or like again i'm 21 now so like would i get in trouble no but like stuff like that where it's like every single person almost especially if you want to like they're going to like drink underage in college they're gonna go out to the bars like and that's fun for a lot of people and i'm like i don't know what it'd be fun for me like i've never done that like it's just like weird because i'm like in this space of like having never experienced it but then like making a pre-judgmental conclusion about how I think I would feel about it but then I don't know I think looking back unrelated to like what we just talked about like I'd say first semester freshman year I like was like thought I was doing fine but then like looking back I'm just like oh like I do not think I was like doing like I was fine freshman year but like I know over winter break I was like I literally just like want to pretend that like I'm not in college right now and I was like, I don't want to go back to college, like, for spring semester. Yeah. I feel like we definitely, like, didn't feel, like, we didn't deal with any mental health problems in college. We've honestly, like, been pretty 
lucky with like our mental health just in general I don't really think that that's like something that is like we're like super super predisposed to because like I can look back and think you know freshman year like I probably wasn't like loving my life but I also didn't hate it like I do pretty well no matter what but I just am kind of like oh it could have been better like I see people living better more fun lives seemingly I know it's all through like social media so you can't like see and understand what everyone's doing but yeah I just am kind of like why can't I be like a little bit more fun sometimes like I think I'm a fun person but then I like feel like I'm sometimes I don't feel like I have fun in the way that like everyone else has fun and I'm like oh yeah you like don't want to do that that's a good way to word it (laughs) so tips on feeling lost during undergrad I feel like at least try and like work through why you're feeling lost because again you didn't elaborate so I don't know but I'm like I can at least talk to myself through how I was feeling what I think of freshman year and I'm kind of like I have to know that I like think I'm missing out on stuff but I also know internally how I am as a person and like that's not the same as every single other person and what they want to do for fun so I at least kind of like come to peace with that and that makes me feel like okay mm-hmm. I feel like I'm trying to like think of how we could touch on this for like if it was like major related or something if it is something related to like major like you don't know like what career path you want to follow I think job shadowing is a great thing or like joining clubs is a good thing to like get your like kind of dip your toes into whatever potential future career you see yourself going into because I've always been focused on the career and not the major that's how I've always kind of Mm -hmm. tried to think about it and like when you find a career that you're interested in like then pick a major that works with it yeah and then also like honestly just be open to any and all opportunities that you might be interested in whether or not that includes like college at all because sometimes things require college experience and sometimes they don't and if you were to have like some sort of um opportunity or thing that you were interested in doing outside of college and you also felt lost in undergrad then I feel like that would be the perfect perfect opportunity to like say let me step away from this and try and explore something else but that also takes like planning and uh being like knowing how you would be able to support yourself or if you were to have parents that could help you out stuff like that Anyway, best of luck with that because I feel like everyone, like, we need no to one likes to talk end. about, you know, how when you first go to college, like, no one likes talking about how, like, you know, it's not the best time for everyone, like, and then you see other people, like, being, like, having the time of their life, and you're like, I'm not having the time of my life. Yeah. And I think, like, most people probably experience that, even if they're not showing it on social media. Uh, Next question is, we need to make an episode where we ask you guys for advice. Literally. That's, That's like, what, what, what it's been so far, it feels like. Um, someone said, advice for getting up early. I just can't get up before 8 a.m. even though I'm sleeping by 10. Before we get started on this question, though, I do want to say, like, you might think, like, why talk about advice that you feel like you can't give answers to? And I feel like at the very least, talking about it helps yeah. normalize it and, like, help people realize, like, we don't have it all figured out either. And it's just nice sometimes to, like, honestly, know that people are going through it, advice too. people give is, like, too straight cut that it's, like, that's not realistic. Yeah. Like, let's at least think through what you're maybe thinking, what we're thinking, and maybe you'll feel comfort in that maybe we think the same way you do and we can just like verbalize how you're feeling. Yeah. So that's why we answer questions that we don't have like straight up advice for. But I feel like we can't help with the getting up early one because we do have to get up early quite often. Yeah. I think you're off to a good start with getting to bed by 10 because that was kind of like the first thing I was thinking. Honestly, make sure you're in what bed I've, by a good time. What I've started to realize about myself and do I always tackle it the best? No, but I, like, I genuinely think I'm someone that needs like a lot of sleep to not be tired Mm -hmm. in the morning 
So I try to get better at that and I'm not perfect at it. But I think that right now my sleep schedule is usually like on most days I'm probably getting up at like 6.30 and I'm trying to be falling asleep by like 10, 10.30, like trying to fall asleep. That doesn't necessarily mean like I am asleep at that moment. Um, and so it's like, again, like you were saying, dang, she falls asleep at 10. Like that's, <laughs> that's a good chunk of sleep. So maybe what you could try is sometimes people like try like the making sure you're getting like 90 minute sleep cycles in because sometimes if you yeah. wake up in the middle of a sleep cycle, that if can you really search you tired. sleep calculator and enter in like the time that you want to get up, it gives you like the best, most optimal time you should be asleep by so that you're waking up in between I would sleep cycles. Also kind of wonder too you don't mention anything about like taking medications and like by no means am I trying to give any medication advice I'm simply stating that like sometimes if people have a hard time falling asleep or maybe they're taking like melatonin or something to like help them fall asleep like that I like that still might be in effect when you're trying to wake up and so you might be tired from that or some people like that start taking uh, medication for sleeping like it kind of low-key makes it worse so just like something to keep in mind again don't know if it applies to this person or not if you are someone who like caffeine does highly affect make sure you're not drinking caffeine too late Megan and I personally feel like caffeine at least when we drink pop doesn't affect us that much so like we kind of drink it whenever literally I drank a celsius yesterday felt nothing and some people say like some people like especially when people talk about any jitters I'm like what they get jitters and I don't know if celsius is a drink that people say that does that to them but like I felt absolutely when I say absolutely nothing I mean absolutely nothing well, like, people talk about, like, drinking coffee on an empty stomach and, like, getting the jitters. And I'm just like, what are you guys talking about? Like, I don't know. Caffeine, I swear, is just, like, I'm immune to it. Um, Which isn't probably a good thing. Yeah, it's probably not. But whatever. I just uh, pretend it's my superpower. Maybe also, like, trying to stay off electronics for, like, an hour before bed could help. I know, like, that can kind of, like, cause some strain on our eyes. And, like, we think that it's, like, you know, daytime and it's not. And then maybe try doing maybe something where when your alarm goes off maybe you do the thing where you set it like a couple feet away from you and then you have to actually get up to turn, to turn it off and then maybe you go like jump in the shower to like just get yeah. yourself up otherwise what i've started to do some nights is when i feel like i'm like having a hard time falling asleep i don't know if it's like harder to fall asleep or if it's harder to wake up but um if my room is like kind of bright i'll put a blanket up like on my window because our rooms are conveniently like right where there's like a bunch of lights and stuff going into our rooms um otherwise you get like a face mask or something and put that on yeah hopefully that helps okay someone just wants advice for high school any broad Hmm. tips advice for high school you know i'd say don't like worry about high school in terms of like grades i guess like care a little bit but I was going to say more so, like, don't worry about high school in the sense of, like, Permanence. you think high school is, like, the end yeah, of the world yeah, or, like, literally. so relevant to your life. And as soon as you finish Walk high out school, those doors. you realize how insignificant of a time in your life it was. Like, and maybe some people, I know some people have great college experiences and, like, they... High school? I mean high school experiences. And they, like, latch onto that and, like, live vicariously through that. But you don't have to. And you can just, if you feel like you're missing out on stuff, like, you're probably not. I agree with that. Uh, I would say, like, I don't want to, like, downplay, like, you know, any significance in high school. Like, it is four years of your life. You should, regardless, make the best of it. So, like, if you want to try things, like, go for it. Literally, like, it doesn't matter in the long, like, grand scheme of things. 
like do it if you enjoy it great if you don't then like stop doing it and I guess like if I had to go back and give myself my eighth grade going into ninth grade uh advice or like eighth grade to ninth grade self advice I'll go after you too um I feel like this is advice I could still take now but like I would just say be open to like new experiences and don't like sweat all the small stuff like I tend to think and I still do probably tend to think that everything is like a bigger deal than it is and it's not yeah I would say I would love to tell myself in high school especially because like honestly you guys if you think I'm timid now like you probably should have seen my eighth grade self too because I feel like I have improved since uh middle school going into like early high school so I feel like if I could tell myself like eighth grade self something it would just be to like do what you want be like do the things you want be who you are like less unapologetically or like again stop caring like what you think other people are thinking because they probably aren't thinking anything Mm -hmm. so I just feel like I'm always someone who overanalyzes every single thing what people think of me uh we were doing that today exactly that's what I'm just thinking about now too where I'm like it's so applicable and like it's kind of just like part of who me and Sierra are but I just wish um like I just think that people and like I feel like this sounds like I'm like self-absorbed but like it's self-absorbed in like the most like insecure way I feel like I'm just like everyone's thinking about me and like you know saying all these like or like thinking these negative things about me and I'm like they literally aren't thinking anything negative about you because they aren't thinking about you so that's what I need to get in my head but easier said than done am I right guys I am right (laughs) you are right um anything else for high school advice I think that covers it don't take AP classes take dual credit classes (laughs) true if you want some solid advice i don't know what your high school offers um someone said um how to decide on grad schools to apply to slash what are red flags for grad programs that's kind of interesting Hmm. i would say price is a pretty good place to start and then also like location Mm -hmm. start with those two things um for me here's how i started my grad process location search i was like one, what are the closest programs to me? And I probably cared more about that than price, but I also did know that at least two of the programs I was applying to had incredibly good prices. For so, what they are. Yeah. So I was kind of like already considering price in the aspect because I already knew two of them specifically were good program prices. Um, I went DMU specifically were like the best ones that we applied to. And like they're pretty good. Like I think if you were to like look up from like, program prices for dpt schools like in the country they're like pretty much as good as you can get or close to it or they're on the top end and so that was and by top end she means the lower end yeah the lower end so that was good for us because i was like i really wanted to be close to home i think like kind of beginning of freshman year of undergrad when i was like so far removed from actually applying to grad school i kind of like considered what would be other programs i'd apply to just like even from looking at like prereqs like standpoint of prereqs of like oh what would be a fun place to apply to so for some reason again like this didn't go p- much past like looking at prereqs and stuff but I was like wouldn't it be fun to like maybe go to like um UC San Francisco or or University of San Francisco I don't know it was something like that <laughs> and it was just kind of like that was one school that I remember just thinking of like the idea of even you know wanting to maybe apply to grad schools um farther away but most of the prices got worse and um I was just like you know I think I want to stay close to home so that was kind of 
my first place to start. I would say also take a look at if they have a tab on like, you know, most schools have like application sections for different programs and see if they have a tab that has like what their current students say, because I feel like that says something when they have spots for like, oh, like here's what our students are saying about us. And granted, most of them are going to be positive anyways, because why would they put something negative on that page? But I feel like it gives some insight on like someone who like you might be in their shoes in the future and like seeing them say positive things about the program is reaffirming in that sense. And then also to go off of that, if they had any like recent class information on GRE, GPA, like of people that they accepted, because like you kind of want to know if you've got a decent shot going into it. And so that stuff can be helpful. Or even if they don't necessarily have stuff on programs, sometimes people like make spreadsheets of these things anyways. And then like I've seen people make spreadsheets, but then they have like their own like they make a google spreadsheet of like their stats to like put in to see how they compare to other schools and like i'm not that you good at be a little bit smarter than us to do that yeah, i'm not good at spreadsheets so i personally didn't do that but i did like probably have somewhere written down like what the gpa that was accepted was or gre related stuff and so that was kind of like what i would make my goals for testing on like the standardized test to be like just gre because that's the only standardized test i took but and also, I guess, for as far as, like, red flags, I don't know what type of grad school you're applying to, but if it's some sort of medical grad school or something like that where, like, the program itself has to be certified, I would make sure that it is certified. Yeah. Because for PT school, you have to be CAPT, is that how you say it? Yes. CAPT certified. And there are some programs that aren't like technically CAPT certified. They're opening up a PT program either, I don't know if this year is their first class or if next year is their first class, but... um. Allen College, which is like in Cedar Falls, they have health science programs, but they don't have a PT program. So like just starting one either this year or next year, I don't know. And like a class has to graduate in order for them to even certify it. Like they and will like, look back probably on fine. the curriculum. And again, yeah, probably fine. But like but there I are just... situations where they don't give certification to the program and then you just went through the program and it didn't count. So I'd be wary of that personally. Um, also looking at um, if you have to take any sort of like licensure exam after you graduate, you'd want to look at pass rates for that because you'd want to be confident that you're going into a program that was able to get a lot of students who learn differently to pass on like the first try, maybe second try. And so hopefully getting like 90 to 100 percent first time pass rates would be a green flag. Yes. Okay, so. Next, someone wants advices on where are good places to get a summer job. Uh, I've heard everyone on TikTok raving about being a BevCart girl. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, I see both the pros and cons to it. Yeah. I really do. I do think, like, I could handle it because a lot of it seems like just driving around, like, a golf cart or a golf course on a golf cart, just, like, having fun, doing your own thing. Cute outfit. And getting paid decent money. Lots of tips. And, like, you'd be outside. It'd be nice. Yeah. And, like, the one bad thing would maybe be, like, sometimes you're serving people that, like, you're not a huge fan of, but... Might make some inappropriate remarks. But I'm a strong, independent woman, and I could get past that. Yeah. (laughs) You'd be making money, so you just kind of roll your eyes and say, here's your beverage. And then, you know, it would be fun if you lived, like, uh, by a lake and you could, like, work on or near, like, the marina and do stuff, like, on the lake you know lifeguard is a good job although to be fair you have to like get lifeguard certified and 
Ooh, like this that. is like me saying stuff that I like haven't even done. I mean, being a gymnastics coach is fun. If you guys, you know, are gymnasts or cheerleaders who listen to us or like if you're a dancer, like if you, you don't did a sport, have too many qualifications to like coach. If you did kids. a sport, like coach, that's, you know, an easy enough thing to do. I like definitely prefer doing that over like bagging groceries or something. And then I haven't ever worked at a doggy daycare, but I think that would be fun. That would be fun. Be probably kind of gross, like, but talked about or thought of, you know, working at a doggy daycare. And then what else would be a good summer job? Ooh, like working at like an ice cream people, shop or something. Some people thrive on like being a nanny. And it's like a That's good summer me. gig for people that want that because then like if you like kids and you get paid well and it's consistent and you're working a lot of hours and then also sometimes like if they get memberships for kids to do stuff, like then you automatically get like a membership too. Then that's like all pros but could never be me anything else for other places to work um was someone who has little work experiences i do that was pretty good that's what i think i've had like two jobs in my life youtube and gymnastics coach (laughs) you guys should start a youtube channel i won't guarantee it'll make a ton of money if you're just starting out but it's fun enough um, I'm seeing quite a few, like, school motivation and or study tip advice. So, we've already raved about the Pomodoro method. I think we talked about, like, that anime Doro kind of thing, but, like, it's basically just, like, We never ended take. up doing that. We did it, like, one time. It's a take on the Pomodoro method where instead of 25 on 5 off, you do an hour on 20 off, but there's no longer term breaks. So, you guys can just, like, mess around with, like, timing things. I think it's very important to, at least for me... Give myself structured study time with also structured breaks because it's one thing to, like, say, like, I'm just going to study. But then, like, you look at your phone for a little bit and then, like, you, you know, put your phone down and get back to studying. And, like, maybe be like, oh, like, I studied for eight hours. I don't know. But then, like, how much of that was actually spent studying, you don't really know. Whereas if you have scheduled um, study and break times, you it's actually know how much you studied. It's easier to keep track of how much progress you've made or how much, like, heavy studying time did you put in. And, like, having the light at the end of the tunnel of, like, oh, you can, like, look at your phone or do whatever you want. Or at least, like, I feel like that way you have, like, no, I actually finished that, like, this amount of studying, knowing that, like, I only did my breaks when I said I was going to. And so that way, like, if you start the day saying I'm trying to get this much studying done, you actually can feel accomplished, hopefully, when you hit that time mark. And then, you know, on a weekend like this weekend where me and Sierra kind of had time marks and then just kind of felt like we had to keep going we were like oh like we did what we said we wanted to do and now this is just like extra so then sometimes what we do yeah is we do leisurely studying is what we call it and so this is when the work is not done yet obviously like if you are studying or if you're done studying you can be done studying guys it's just like me and Sierra have so much material we have to learn and figure out and solidify in the next two weeks of this semester that like you could truly probably the more I have my eyes on it the better and so that's when we decide to like maybe we put on forensic files or monk are usually my go-to shows but you could put on whatever show that i would recommend you've seen a lot or it could be a movie you know that but yeah you've probably like put something on you've seen seen it a lot probably so you don't need to like keep looking over it and also turn the volume down a little bit keep it pretty low turn on like you know closed captions if you need to and but turn um, the volume low that does me pretty good i can like um be in a better headspace i feel like when i do that mm-hmm. i feel like it makes the time pass a little bit quicker too and, like, keep in mind, you still have to be, like, you know, kind of studying a little bit. 
while you're watching Otherwise, the show the point, just watch the show but the good thing about like when you've seen a show is like you still get like the vibes of like you know what's going on so even if you're not fully watching it like you still know what's going on so even then if it you're feels like if you know what's studying. going on then you're watching the show so then you're watching a show yeah um any other school or motivation tips we're almost done with this semester guys we can do it at least I we feel are like this is the point where you've got a hardcore kick it into discipline gear and not it's not all going to be motivation Mm-hmm. look for that light at the end of the tunnel for me it is our week break that we have between spring and summer session going to florida i cannot wait and still try to find like small moments that you can take advantage of like sure these next two weeks are going to be busy but we finish exams this week on friday morning so like we could think of something to do thursday night or friday or sometime this weekend that would be fun to do like and find something to be like okay i can look forward to this mm-hmm. and so that's kind of something you could try doing. Um, don't try to dread your entire existence. Yeah, but also don't push things off. Don't push things off, guys, because then you're I've just never, not like, helping out some your people, future self. I know it's many, many, many people relate to the whole procrastination method. I could never imagine writing an essay like the day it was due or like the day before it was due. I don't know the latest I ever wrote an essay, but I like could not possibly imagine procrastinating that. That would stress me out so much. But props to you, people who do do that and they can get like good grades because I could never. Some people say it works better for them because then it's like they don't have to work worry about it doing it and then they like they still get it done. I know that they and have it's to like do it. time crunch. I mean, good for you, but that would not Ooh, be me. Adrenaline rush. <laughs> I think that did I ask the high school? No, I thing? asked that one. Okay, someone wanted to know. I just had one. Uh, first place that they should visit in America after COVID. Hmm. I mean, I don't know where you have been. So I'm assuming, that, like, I'm just going to say you haven't been here at all. I would say if you're going to come to America, you have to hit just, like, one of the major spots i would say if you were to like if i were to pick one spot i think i'm gonna be basic and go with like southern california that's what i was gonna say LA like area. you can hit up disneyland if you want to you can like go to a ton like, of, beaches. Lots of beaches there's the venice boardwalk which is yeah. you know kind of like a big thing and you know unique experience and nice weather like it's always gonna be nice um florida is good for like family vibes but i feel like la you can get like more like, they have more unique things there that you could, like, really pick out what you wanted to do based off of what you like. Yeah, I agree. Um, like, Florida, you can totally go there if you want, like, Florida a beach totally vacation or something. New York, Disney World takes a, like, certain personality type where I would say, like, for me to say, like, oh, like, only go there. But, like, obviously, New York would be fun, too. Yeah. I actually, before we got invited to go to New York with NBC, I never, like, really made it, like, a huge priority to, like, think or consider going to New York. But after having gone there for, like, the short amount of time we did, I actually do think I want to go back. So I just feel like we didn't really like get it. to fully experience it. But it I also, like, like, think that once I go again. I away from a baby. I was like, I didn't even get to experience that. Once we go again, I feel like I'll be like, okay, I'm good if I, like, never go again. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I just feel like I'm not really, like, a New York It could be a fun person. city to go to with, like, a significant other, I think. Yeah. So, like, maybe in the future, <laughs> once I actually am dating future. Someone then I'd, I'd go again but otherwise like new york florida and california would be the big ones that i think of mm-hmm. off the top of my head 
unless you're like a huge like national park kind of person then like maybe check out like you know i mean you can go to like a national park in california too but maybe like montana or something would be your vibe or utah Utah. colorado's a pretty colorado has like a good variety of things but it would be an interesting first first choice Mm -hmm. but if you're like from america which i don't know if this person is or isn't well, they said when they can go visit America, so probably not. Like, well, they said, what place in America should I go oh. visit? So it's hard to decipher exactly. But I'm just like, if you're from the United States, then, like, it's not crazy to think of, like, going to vacation in Colorado. Because there's a lot to do in Colorado. But if you were not from America or the United States, then I'd be like, Colorado, like, first? Mm-hmm. Why? You know, Nashville, if you like music. I feel like I we were didn't really a fully with Nashville, but like I Nashville. Think I know why people would like it, but again, it's like my personality type where I'm like. I think if you not... like really enjoyed music and alcohol, like Nashville would be it for you. I don't particularly like love either of those things, especially so. country music. So no. you know, yeah. And then let's see, Texas maybe, but again, like I've never had a desire to go to Texas. Although uh, our dad, for some reason, keeps saying he wants to take us to San Antonio. Because he thinks the river walk is cool. Literally, we're going to get there and it's going to be like the Grand Canyon all over again. <laughs> where it's like you see it and then you're like, okay, I've seen it. Um, That was like, I actually, felt so guilty. Like when uh, The Grand Canyon is very cool. I it think is you should cool, go but if like, you want to. If you're not doing anything with the Grand Canyon, like hiking wise. You kind of just like look at it and you're, you're like, like, okay. So, this is it. <laughs> it also, it's so weird because like it genuinely is so big and vast that it like starts to look like it's just a picture. It's weird mm-hmm kind of trippy um otherwise what's fun is if we do depending on how the pandemic progresses one year from now or so or just under a year from now our pt class gets to go to the national convention i don't know what it's called uh for like the apta and that's in san antonio so maybe our dad won't even take us there because <laughs> i'll probably look after i go to san antonio once i'll probably be satisfied fat chance i'll be going there again not a fat chance or is that what that means is that how you'd say I feel that like i used it right okay. let me know or i'll just google it <laughs> um i'm kind of like when you just think about like places in the united states to go you're like oh where would i go i mean i'd go lots of places but i'm just trying to think go to hawaii like, oh yeah how did we even like i feel like it's you not think like of like uh the continental united states is that what they call it Conting- contiguous is that what they call it <laughs> yeah okay pretty sure um still trying to think of when to go to hawaii i would love this is me manifesting like going between our uh week break from clinical and summer session session. i am like i've been low-key manifesting it but i'm not like not high key there yet because i'm like we are planning on going with maggie and so but her like i think the week before actual school starts like her internship really is probably going to be like getting ready to go or maybe like her classes might start a week a week before us it's not crazy to think because she's finishing school a week before us so that wouldn't be an option and so if not then like i don't do trips during thanksgiving break that's not really my vibe we could, though but we could so like maybe that otherwise it'd have to be winter break like next or this upcoming year but like that's so far away so i don't know just been like thinking about it maggie also like kind of threw out the idea of just like going to hawaii around that time um so it just kind of got me thinking about that again that'd be like super fun and exciting so just put the vibes out there see what happens what were we talking about oh yeah we were just talking about places in the u.s to visit i feel like that's kind of it for this episode though i think we're kind of getting to 
around the same spot for people asking advice. I think this episode's long enough. Yeah. All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed this advice episode. This was the first episode I feel like that me and Sia were actually able to record like sitting in a bed. So it was good for me. Yeah. Nice and comfy. Just chatting. And I don't know if you got much from this episode, but at the very least, I hope that you guys feel like you're not alone in what you're experiencing because I see like you guys asking these questions and I'm like, oh my God, same. Someone tell me how to do that. Okay. Make sure you guys subscribe, rate our podcast, and we'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Bye. Bye.